Support for this podcast comes from the Phil Smith Center for Free Enterprise at the FAU College of Business. The Phil Smith Center for Free Enterprise supports the vision and strategic plan of the College of Business to advance thought leadership in business. The center supports chaired professorships and research, educational programs for faculty members and students, distinguished visiting faculty, along with a lecture series and other educational programs focused on the principles of free enterprise and how those principles affect growth and prosperity. Learn more at business.fau.edu forward slash Phil Smith. Hello, my name is Dan Gropper and I have the honor of serving as the Dean of the College of Business here at Florida Atlantic University. And one of the great pleasures of being the Dean is to introduce the new talented faculty that we are bringing here to the staff at Florida Atlantic University. And today I'm very pleased to introduce Professor Long Liu. And Long has been a professor at the University of Texas at San Antonio for a few years. And he's done a lot of work in applied econometrics and uh, some high dimensional econometrics, all sorts of interesting work, and uh, done some things to advance what we understand about statistical techniques and how we use those to analyze data. He's made a great contribution at UTSA for a number of years. I happen to be friends with their dean, and uh, I apologized to him earlier this spring when uh, Long had accepted the position here. So we're very glad to have you come and join us. He will add a great deal to the business analytics area across the College of Business, and we'll bring to it an econometric perspective. So, Professor Liu, welcome. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you for the invitation to talk. My research, uh, I probably uh, label myself as a panel data guy. <laughs> so <laughs> my research focuses on panel data. So first of all, what's panel data? Typically, there are three, type of, uh, three types of research data sets. Uh, the first one will be called cross-section data set, for example, 100 firms. Uh, the second type will be called time series data set, for example, data over 50 years. Then the third type panel data will be a combination of the first two, for example, 100 firms over 50 years, two dimensions. And so, then what's the big deal of panel data? And so, <laughs> first of all, obviously, panel data has two dimensions. Two dimensions, uh, the more information helps. And so, in in pure time series or pure cross-sectional data uh, set, there's many, many weird problems. For example, in time series, uh, they have the problem so-called spurious regression. In the cross-sectional data set regression, they have so-called weak instrument problem. So the, the, the interesting thing is uh, if you have panel data, if you have two dimensions, those we call, it, for example, N and T, then a lot of these kind of weird problems could be solved by using panel data. Sure. And one of the things I think is, is useful for people to understand who aren't necessarily data scientists is that the time series allows you to look at, uh, look at those 
firms or individuals over a period of years. So you'll yes. pick up things like the business cycle. Yes. And if you're looking at time series data that's of uh, a shorter dimension, say weekly data, the weekends come at the same time every week. So you'll see these patterns in the data on right. consumption spending and so on. And what you're really picking up perhaps might be just seasonality or those weekends. I remember uh, hearing my first econometrics teacher once tell me that, you know, one of the things you could tell in time series was that the Christmas holiday season came the same time every year. <laughs> so you would see this rise in sales up to right. that point. And right. this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because we know what the calendar says and we know how that's going to work out. So in essence, looking at those panels allows you to look at firms across different industries or perhaps uh, across countries, but at the same time. And then right. looking at those firms at the same time and then over a period of years allows you to pick up a lot of variation. So that's really, really important stuff. And then some, there are some advanced statistical techniques that you've worked on uh, that help do that. Now, let me ask you particularly about that. I understand you just have a, a book that has just been out uh, this past year called High Dimensional Econometrics and Identification. What is High Dimensional Econometrics? The traditional panel data, uh, as we discussed just now, has two dimensional. Uh, usually, one of them is large. For example, the traditional we call micro panel is a large and small T. For example, 100 firms, but only three, say, three years, five years. Another type is a macro panel, which is uh, typically, for example, stock values over a longer, a very long time, for example, 50 years, but only, say, three or five stocks. And so high dimensional, in our books, we study the case uh, when both of them will be large. So a lot of observations over a lot of years. That's the higher dimensional piece. Right. And that's the, that's the area particularly where the advances in computing power really make that kind of analysis much more feasible, correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, you've done things there. It's got to be exciting to get a book out. It's, um, you know, having that and having all these papers going on, you've been tremendously productive. So <laughs> I know uh, one of the areas that we are working on here and building at Florida Atlantic University's College of Business is our business analytics, data analytics area. And so we have new faculty that have come in in marketing and hospitality, uh, information technology and operations management, you in economics, other people in finance that all have very strong analytics skills and all bring slightly different perspectives and different contexts to analyzing data, but so much of business practice nowadays is analyzing data and using uh, these computer models and things right. to predict uh, sales trends or predict where the market's going or understand what's happening with real estate prices, understanding where consumers are going, international trade patterns, the factors that affect the success of entrepreneurs, all sorts of things. So it's, it's really, really excellent, excellent stuff. But a lot of your work is both applied but also highly technical. One of the, the recent papers, if I can ask you to, to talk about this a little bit, uh, you have a note on using ratio variables in regression analysis. What's special about ratio variables and why do we need to worry about them uh, in particular? 
Oh, great. I'm happy that you asked me about this uh, uh, cute note. <laughs> it's a short note, but the idea is very interesting. Uh, to me, it's important because uh, ratio variable, very simple. It's uh, x1 divided by x2. This kind of ratio variable is uh, very popular. You see this kind of ratio variable everywhere. For example, say, if you do international trade, then do we use a... Uh, uh, say U.S. dollar divided by uh, Chinese yuan or Chinese yuan divided by U.S. dollar. If you use, uh, uh, say, biology, actually some literature, they use uh, the female birds and male birds, the traits. Do you use the character male divided by female or female divided by male? And vice versa. Uh, the, also in finance, another example, they use... Uh, book to value, uh, book market value, and so also this kind of ratio, either x1 divided by x2 or x2 divided by x1. Theory doesn't provide an answer. They just tell us uh, <laughs> their relationship matters, but uh, <laughs> you never know. And so when we run regressions, when we do this kind of research, and so the paper, we try, what we try to say in the paper is, uh, Actually, it matters if you use x1 or divided by x2 or x2 divided by x1. First of all, it matters. Second of all, actually, if we can find a robust solution yeah, so that, uh, you know, by using a good solution, good regression model so that it will be robust to, to your choices. And so that's basically our answer. Our argument is uh, you should use nonlinear regression model. And so if you use a nonlinear regression, in particular non-parametric regression, then you can solve the problem. The ratio selection of the which ratio is not a problem anymore. That's interesting because I would have thought that it wouldn't matter which way you express the ratio, whether it's the male birds to the female birds or the female birds to the male birds. I would have thought that would have uh, washed out in the regression models, but your findings is that it doesn't. The intuition is... Uh, for example, if, uh, if, for example, outcome, let's call it a Y, if outcome is a function of, uh, say, X1 divided by X2, then if you use the other one, if you use a wrong option, if you use uh, X2 divided by X1, then the function will be, will be an inverse function. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not linear anymore. <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> that's why, you know, selecting the which ratio makes a difference when we run linear regressions. And so that's why we shouldn't limit us into the linear regressions. Well, that's, it's important to understand. And one of the reasons we were so impressed with the work you've done is that you are doing things on both a theoretical level, if you will, to understand the best kind of estimation techniques to use and the circumstances under which it makes a difference. And then you're doing some of the applied kinds of things too. And so, mm -hmm. of course, most of our business students are interested in applications uh, of these things. They want to go out and know how to predict demand for the products that a firm they're working for produces or to use a regression model and estimate the effectiveness of an advertising campaign. 
or, or those sorts of things. So they're, they're generally applied questions. They want to find a business answer. And as I was saying to one of our uh, other guests earlier this week, part of what I did in my early career was worked in a consulting firm where we would run statistical analyses for our clients and then interpret them and do various studies of their business, their organization, and then kind of things they needed to know going forward. So you needed to be able to, to run the statistical analysis and then explain that to the client. And that's exactly what you're teaching our students to do here. Yeah, exactly. The, the two things, one, like you said, one of them is uh, be able to use computer, play around with the data set, <laughs> get the results. Second of all, you know, have the ability to interpret the result to explain what does this mean rather than just uh, throw the number to your boss. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I, I will tell you from my experience over the years in working with various clients, just telling them that this is the right answer and not being able to explain to them why is not generally very persuasive. They need to be able to understand why the answer you have and what you found is the, is the best answer that they can get. So that's very good. Now, one of the other things we were very impressed with is that at, uh, at UT San Antonio, you had won both Teaching Excellence Awards and Research Excellence Awards. So congratulations on, on both of those. That's a, uh, it's a rare combination to be able to earn both awards on both the research and the teaching side. So speaking of teaching, Am I correct that you were involved in a fairly large number of master's thesis committees and doctoral dissertation committees at UTSA? Uh, most of them are PhD dissertations. PhD uh, from marketing, finance, management, uh, information systems, so on and so forth. That's great. So anytime you can do good statistical consulting for people, you can help a lot of folks uh, get done with their research. So that's great. Now, in, in terms of teaching classes, which classes have you typically taught? Master level and a PhD level uh, econometrics. Uh, okay. Econometrics one, econometrics two, those, those courses in a row. Yeah, and for the uh, the folks that don't know the difference between econometrics and statistics, basically econometrics is statistics, but applied to economic and business kinds of problems, right? Right, yeah. right. exactly. Okay. Yeah, very good, very good. Not so much the pure statistical questions, but ones that really look at economic phenomena. So that's that's good stuff. We're very, very pleased to, uh, to have you come and join uh, in that effort here. Now, as we move to looking at, at data analytics and think about that, the data analytics and big data has become sort of a buzzword within business schools. But it really seems to me that it is just the application of these statistical techniques in slightly different contexts with more computing power, more data, and slightly different ways of looking at things. Can you expand on that a little bit, or is that basically consistent with your understanding too? Yeah, big data. Nowadays, uh, everybody talks about big data. <laughs> so, <laughs> to me, big data, not only, not only because the data is big, not only because, you know, <laughs> uh, need a lot of computer uh, space to, to, to store and calculate the, the, the data set, but also 
in the sense we have a lot of information. And so when we have probably more than necessary information, then how do we select from, uh, from all of them to find out which one is useful? Which one is uh, important to our <laughs> to our outcome? As, uh, <laughs> this well, is related true. to my high dimensional econometrics, and also in some sense, uh, just now when we talk about uh, high dimensional regression, the data set, uh, the intuition is uh, if we have more information, it helps. It's a good news. Now yeah. it also. No free lunch. It's uh, very, very many, many <laughs> more than necessary information. Then the, the trouble is how do we select? How do we pick the most important information? Yeah, that's that's great. You're you're exactly right. And uh, the advances in computer software and the ways we run these regressions and the advances in computing power allow us to do and allow our students to do a lot more things. Uh, than was previously the case, but still a solid understanding of what you are doing is absolutely essential for a good business analyst. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I just want to let the audience know you've published in a lot of top-tier journals, um, and you're, you're one of our more advanced uh, hires at the senior level. Uh, so you've already published a, a great deal of, of articles, you published a, a book now. You've published in Econometric Reviews, the Journal of Applied Econometrics, econo Economics Letters, Econometric Reviews, Advances in Econometrics, Statistical Papers, Spatial Economic Analysis, the Journal of Forecasting, uh, the International Journal of Forecasting, Statistics and Probability Letters, a whole host of things on a variety of, of topics. And so you're one of those people that comes in at a more senior level that brings, you know, a decade or so of experience to our faculty and uh, you and one of our other uh, hires this year come in at the associate professor level instead of the brand new assistant professors. So one of our strategies in the college is to have a balance so that we bring in some people who are sort of good mid-career folks who've already established themselves and others who are brand new that uh, are just at the start of their careers. And by having that balance, it helps us move ahead faster. So that's absolutely great. We're so glad you're here. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about your background. Uh, a few years ago, I had visited China with a group, and we went to Renmin University. Now, you're a graduate of Renmin University uh, in Beijing. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Yeah, you got your master's and undergraduate degree, first degree there, right? Right. And then you went to Syracuse University for your PhD. Can you tell us a little bit, how did you manage to get from Renmin to Syracuse? Was it a particular professor you were trying to study with, or just that you knew Syracuse and was a good university, or can you tell us a little bit of a story about that, a little bit of your background? Renmin uh, University in China may not be as famous as uh, Beijing or Tsinghua University. Oh, but <laughs> it's a very good university. It's a, <laughs> right. it's a top, top tier university. So. Right. In terms of economics, actually, it's uh, probably the best one <laughs> in economics field. So after I learned economics in Renmin University, I did my bachelor degree, master degree over there. I applied to Syracuse University in New York State. First of all, the reason why I went there is uh, very simple. My wife uh, went there one year before me. <laughs> I 
at that time we we were not married yet, but now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So that worked out well. That's that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And he wrote with um with Badi Baltaji, who's one of the most famous econometricians, very very well known. So right. probably going there to work with him and with some other people was probably one of the attractions as well. Right. Lucky me in Syracuse. Um, we have at that time we have a lot of uh, famous econometricians. I was very lucky to learn the econometrics uh, knowledge from all of them. We have uh, Badabataji, he is, uh, is uh, very famous in panel data. He has a textbook out there. <laughs> and also, I have other teachers uh, such as Shiwa uh, Gao. Actually, he is also my co-author. We two together write the book. I learned time series with him and also other faculty members such as Yang Angjic, I learned uh, those duration model. I learned uh, <laughs> spatial regression from uh, uh, William Horace. I learned also those uh, applied microeconomics is a damn black. Uh, I learned non-parametrics from Jeffrey Sin. So uh, like I said, lucky me, I had so many <laughs> good teachers at the time. Yeah, so it's a it's it's a great university generally, uh, and then also particularly good with those faculty there uh, at that time. Well, we're glad you have made it from Renmin and Beijing to Syracuse to San Antonio and now to Boca Raton and here at Florida Atlantic University. So, uh, Long, it's a great pleasure to welcome you to the faculty here at the College of Business at Florida Atlantic University. And uh, we look forward to your contributions now that you're here and being part of our teaching and research team. So, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am very excited to be here. I hope I can contribute. I'm ready to contribute. <laughs> great. Thank you very much. To learn more about the FAU College of Business, please visit business.fau.edu. Dean Gropper Presents is part of the FAU College of Business Podcast Network. To learn more, visit us at business.fau.edu forward slash podcasts and follow Dean Gropper on Twitter at FAU Business Dean.